hello, hello, hello. This is Monica. And uh, this is Remembering the Misremembered. I hope my listeners are doing well. I am going to just get on into the story about um, some artists from uh, the early Atlanta music scene of the 1990s who uh, showed a lot of promise, but were not able to live up to that promise due to unforeseen tragedy I'll say anyway I'm gonna get on into it Damien Dame was the first act to make their debut on the face records of subsidiary of Clive Davis's Arista Records a label started by music producers Antonio L.A. Reed and Kenneth Babyface Edmonds the label would go on to launch the careers of multi-platinum acts like TLC, Tony Braxton, Usher, and Outkast. But Damien Dame was first, and they established that LaFace Atlanta sound of the early 1990s. In fact, TLC's Rosanda Chili Thomas worked as a backup dancer for Damien Dame before becoming a member of TLC. Dia Dame was a vocalist and lyricist, and Damien sang and wrote music. They made a compelling musical marriage. They really had something special. Sadly, it was over almost before it started with both of them tragically dying before realizing the superstardom that seemed assured. Dia Dame was born Deborah Jean Hurd in Houston, Texas on September 20th, 1958 and raised in San Jose, California. She sang in the church choir with her older sisters and developed a powerful voice and a wide vocal range. When she was 18, she toured with her older sister and brother-in-law's band. She had originally planned to be a solo artist and had a self-titled album, Deborah Heard, on the Geffen Records label in 1983. She sang backup for The Deal, Babyface, who had been a part of The Deal, Karen White, and Shalimar. Damien was born Bruce Edward Broadus in Marshall, Michigan on September 13, 1966 and raised in Battle Creek, Michigan by a social worker. He had every instrument imaginable in the basement and he learned to play them all by the time he was nine, including keyboards, bass, and drums. Not only did he sing, play instruments, and write songs, but he could design album covers with an earth, wind, and fire parliament funkadelic look to them. He had a cousin who played in the band of gospel great Andre Crouch, who influenced his drive to make music. Bruce started playing in clubs in Kalamazoo, Michigan at the age of 16. He formed a production company called K-Zoo and performed in a group called Shy Boy. Deborah and Bruce met in Los Angeles through a mutual acquaintance. Deborah had done a demo tape of herself singing a cappella, and this acquaintance asked Bruce to add music to the demo. They hit it off, very impressed with one another's musical ability. Her voice was similar to that of Renee Diggs from the 1980s group Starpoint, for those who remember that group. And his sound was kind of like that of Tony Tony Tony's Raphael Sadiq. They went to a recreational park in order to use their piano. In fact, the song Love Come Near Me, which appeared on their album, was one of the songs written at the recreational park. They figured that they could make it as a duo. Bruce had always wanted to work with a female artist and he found that dream artist in Deborah Heard. 
They called themselves Damien Dame, with Bruce taking the stage name of Damien and Deborah taking the name Dia Dame. They were the first act signed to LaFace Records in the early 1990s, relocating to Atlanta. The duo released their only album, Damien Dame, on May 14, 1991. The album peaked at number 21 on the Billboard R&B chart and produced three singles, Exclusivity, which sat on top of the Billboard R&B chart for two weeks and peaked at number 42 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, right down to it, which reached number two on the Billboard Hot R&B Hip Hop Songs chart and peaked at number 90 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart and Gotta Learn My Rhythm, which wasn't as successful as the other two singles. They were doing very well and their careers were off to a great start with plans to release their sophomore album when tragedy unexpectedly struck. Deborah Jean Heard, professionally known as Dia Dame, was killed in a car accident on June 27, 1994 in Atlanta at the age of just 35. She was survived by her parents and siblings. Bruce was understandably devastated by the death of his musical partner, but he tried to carry on recording a solo album and battling crippling stomach pain that just kept getting worse and worse. He was diagnosed with cancer of either the colon or the pancreas. He released his solo debut album, 1996, but less than a week later, Bruce Edward Broaddus, professionally known as Damien of Damien Dame, passed away on June 27, 1996, on the second anniversary of Deborah Heard's death. He was just 29 years old. He was survived by his wife, two children, his mother, and his grandmother. His daughter, Skye, was featured on the MTV reality series, My Super Sweet 16. Not only did this duo die on the same day, exactly two years apart, their birthdays were seven days apart, although they were eight years apart. Some things are truly stranger and sadder than fiction. Next is the lovely and talented Natina Reed. Hip-hop and R&B fans were deeply saddened when it was reported that singer-songwriter, rapper, and actress Natina Reed had been killed, struck by a car, on the night of October 26, 2012. Nobody knew why Natina was standing in the middle of a darkly lit highway, opening herself up to her final fate. Natina was best known as the rapper for the R&B hip-hop trio Black, acronym for Believe, Life, Achieving, Quest, Unity, Everything, internationally known as Black Ivory. The other two members were Shamari Fears and Brandy Williams. They were signed to Left Eye Productions, the production company of TLC member Lisa Left Eye Lopez. The group seemed to have what it took to be really big and highly influential. As we know, though, things don't always turn out the way we think they should, nor the way that we expect them to. She was born Natina Tijuana Reed on October 28, 1980 in the Queens section of New York City. Her parents were Paul and Tamara Reed, and her father was a reverend. She had a brother named Michael and two sisters, Nisha and Jenny. Natina moved with her family when she was four years old to Atlanta. Her parents divorced when she was young, and both of her parents remarried. Her mother married Mark Goodridge, and her father went on to marry a woman named Lucy. As a result, the family expanded to include Natina's seven step-siblings. 
As a young child, Natina proved to possess many talents. When she was eight years old, she appeared in a hot dog commercial. She went on to model and ad campaigns for Macy's and Bloomingdale's. She was active in various ministries in her father's church, including the drama ministry. She also sang and served as a drummer. She proved to be a talented beatboxer. She wrote songs, poems, and even jingles. In fact, at the age of just 13, Latina submitted a song in a contest, and her song won. Sprite even purchased one of her jingles. These successes helped her to increase her confidence and made her comfortable sharing her talents with other people. Initially, Natina thought of being a veterinarian, an entertainment lawyer, or possibly even Miss America herself, but her big dreams and big talent pushed her into a show business career. It was through Ronald Lopez that Natina met Lisa Left Eye Lopez. Ronald is Lisa's brother. Natina was looked at as the next Left Eye due to the fact that she had a similar rapping style and that she was a standout, if not a standalone. Lopez and Natina quickly formed a bond of kindred spirits, recognizing each other in each other. Just as Lopez had been the most artistic and creative member of TLC, Natina would put a lot of her creative talents into black. When Lopez met Natina, Lopez had spent the better part of the decade churning out hits with the most successful girl group of the 1990s, TLC. She was branching out into management and mentorship. Impressed with Natina's songwriting ability, Lopez decided to build a girl group around her, kind of a TLC 2.0 with two singers and a rapper. Soon, Shamari Fears and Brandy Williams rounded out the trio. Latina and Shamari Fears had been school friends who had experience working with each other. Shamari Fears, uh, Shamari Fears would go on to marry Ronnie DeVoe of New Edition and Belle Biv DeVoe fame. They met Brandy Williams at an audition. With the members of the group in place, they started working on their album. They made a cameo appearance for the remix of the Lil' Kim song, Not Tonight. In the spring of 1999, Black released their self-titled debut album. It came in at number 23 on Billboard's R&B hip-hop charts and number 53 on the Billboard 200 chart. The initial critical response to the album was lukewarm with um, Entertainment Weekly, giving it a C- and All Music giving it two and a half stars while describing the effort as generic urban soul, more often than not missing the mark. But the album ended up going platinum with more than a million copies sold. The album produced three singles, 808, written by Natina and R. Kelly, which was a top 10 hit. I Do and their biggest hit, Bring It All To Me, which also featured vocals from J.C. Chazé of NSYNC. It made it to number five on Billboard's Hot 100 chart. Black served as an opening act for NSYNC before opening for TLC on their fan mail tour. They were featured in the film Bring It On with Kirsten Dunst and Gabrielle Union. Latina got noticed for her character, the sassy cheerleader, Janelope. Janelope. Yeah, that's how you say it, Janelope. Okay, as far as Latina's personal life, she was engaged to rapper Corrupt of the Dog Pound. And the two of them had a son together named Trin. Latina said that she lived with left eye during the final trimester of her pregnancy and remembered her taking very good care of her during her pregnancy. Of course, Lisa left eye Lopez started to spend more and more time in Honduras 
for spiritual retreats mentored by Dr. Sebi. She learned a lot about nutrition and her trips over there seemed to strengthen her life force. She found a peaceful haven there. The music industry was shocked and saddened by her death in a 2002 car crash while on one of those retreats. Questions still surround the tragedy even though it was captured on video. Well, at least the inside of the car was captured on video and what was going on inside the car. She was a month shy of her 31st birthday. The members of Black were utterly devastated by this loss, particularly Natina, who was closest to Lopez. Black was also supposed to make the trip to Honduras, but they were not there. They struggled after the death of Left Eye. They recorded a follow-up album that ended up being shelved. The group broke up in 2004. Latina appeared in the Jermaine Dupree video, Welcome to Atlanta, and she wrote a song called Rock Climber that appeared on the compilation album Dragonfly Presents A Better Life Through Chemistry. But Natina Reed began to struggle, not just professionally, but personally. Her relationship with Corrupt ended. For reasons that were never made public, Corrupt was granted custody of their son when he was six years old. She was arrested in April of 2010 for cocaine possession, disorderly conduct, and prostitution, which her management denied. Latina was arrested again a year later for driving without a license. Her license had been revoked in a previous incident where she was found to be driving recklessly under the influence. She served two days in jail for driving without a license. Then, on October 26, 2012, Latina Tijuana Reed was struck and killed by a red Honda Accord on a highway near Hamilton Road north of Lilburn, Georgia. Contrary to what had been reported, this was no hit and run. The driver and the driver's passenger called for help and stayed with her until paramedics and police arrived. They attempted CPR on her to no avail. She was simply too badly injured to be saved. Help was called at around 10.30 p.m. and she was pronounced dead at 10.59 p.m. The driver was not charged in the incident. Investigators tried to find out why Natina Reed, dressed in dark clothing, was in such a darkly lit area when she was killed. Was she walking on the side of the road? Was she standing in the road? Was she hitchhiking? Was this actually a suicide? Was she walking and talking on her cell phone when she was struck and killed as her parents had theorized? Unfortunately, there are too many questions and too few answers in this case. Was she homeless at the time of her death? She was staying at an extended stay motel at the time. There were claims that transients often stayed at this motel, but Natina was in the process of rebuilding her life at the time of her death, according to her mother, Dr. Tamara Goodridge, and about to move into a more permanent residence. She was planning on getting her acting career off the ground. She had hired an agent and was reading scripts. She was also planning a reunion with Black, which would include a new album. Did Corrupt pay for her funeral? According to Natina's mother, Corrupt paid for security, but the family paid for the funeral, which was held in Lithonia, Georgia. Natina Reed's death also brings more left-eye comparisons. Natina's death came just two days shy of her 32nd birthday. Left-eye, of course, died a month before her 31st birthday. And before the family could even begin the healing process, yet another tragic event occurred that poured more vinegar in their wounds. Just 10 months after Natina reached tragic passing, her sister, Nisha Stevens, was found dead in her Atlanta home by her 7-year-old child. 
Her husband of just six months, Tim Stevens, was reportedly at work at the time. No cause of death was ever shared with the public, but she too had a funeral that was held in Lithonia, Georgia. Latina Reed left behind a 10-year-old son, Trent Brown, who was raised by his father. Farrah Franklin, who briefly performed with Destiny's Child, was her cousin. What does it all mean? Just sad, sad, tragic stories, but important stories to tell because I feel like these talented young people deserve to be remembered. And um, that's why I'm featuring them here. Um, so anyway, that is the story of Damien Dame and Natina Reed of Black, the girl group Black. I'm Monica. This has been Remembering the Misremembered. I thank you all for your support. And I will see you soon.